you are listening to a Geek Network interview. Be sure to hit the follow button to get notified when a new episode is available. You can also visit us at geek-network.com for your guide to the geek entertainment news you love. Created for geeks, by geeks, and remember to always geek responsibly. Okay, kids, it's time for another episode of the Fueled by Weird podcast, the only podcast that took the red pill and the blue pill. I'm Chris Daly, and today I'm chatting with the very talented Michelle Foos. Michelle, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, so this is the first time we're meeting. I'm First of all, I'm very thankful you were able to take the time to sit down with me to talk about your book. Uh, so thank you for taking the time for that. Um, and this is the first time we've ever met, so I'd like to... What I like to do at the beginning of my interviews is do an icebreaker question to kind of get to know you a little bit better. Um, So today, I think we're going to do, you go to the grocery store, you're in the frozen food section, you see all the different ice cream flavors, which is the one you're going to pick to take home? Favorite ice cream flavor? Mm, Okay, let me think. This is an important question. (laughs) Very. Uh, I I struggle with this one. It's Um, It's a tough one. Let's see. I guess it depends on the day. Is it like, is That's it like fair. a really good day or a really bad day? <laughs> That's fair. Um, I think on a really good day, I would get a mint chocolate chip. Oh, nice. And I think on a really bad day, I'd get a Reese's peanut butter cup Ooh. ice cream. Yeah, That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, definitely my go-to is mint chocolate chip as well. Um, or... Sometimes if I'm feeling crazy, I'll go cookies and cream or some kind of some kind of cookie something. There's too many good ones. I also like like pistachio a lot. Mm, Nice. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It does kind of depend on the day. It just depends on how the day went. If it was a hard day, if it was a an okay day, you know, just it depends. That's that's good, though. That's good. All right. Well, Michelle, uh, the whole concept of Fueled by Weird is basically everyone has things that they're interested in that makes them who they are and they're not necessarily you know quote unquote the typical nerdy things they can be really anything that you're interested in that helps make you who you are so um what are the things that what's something that feels you're weird um i really i really like i think underneath everything that i do i really like uh psychology oh okay um i really like learning about why people are the way they are um because it can feel very chaotic for me, at least in the world. Sure. Um, and I like exploring um, like the inner worlds of characters um, and the stories that fuel them. That's a good answer. Yeah, I feel like I feel like everybody kind of has that. Like everyone is kind of um, the the hero in their own story inside of their sure. mind, right? Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah, so I like I like thinking about that a lot. Nice. Yeah. Humans definitely are very complicated creatures. That's for sure. Yes, definitely. All right, Michelle. Um, so now down to business. Um, I noticed when I was uh, doing my research that you have at least been doing your web comic for since 2012. So about 11, 11-ish years, 10-ish years. Um, 11 years, 11 years uh, two days ago, actually. Nice. Yeah. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. What What is it that... Um, that got you into comics in the first place? Um, I always really liked comics. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just something I could escape to. 
Okay. So it's like a place of comfort. Um, uh, it helped me um, escape life. And it always did that. Like it never let me down. Just the new stories I would pick up. Um, nice. And, you know, over time, I kind of I kind of fell out of them and I kind of fell more into just stories in general. Um, mm-hmm. I, re- I read a lot of books now, actually, yeah. because they go much deeper. And um, I was never really into that because what what got me into comics was the art. Right. Sure. Um, but it became more about stories over time, I think, for me. That's what fuels me. Um, and um, comics is just another way to tell really good stories. I can appreciate that. Um, I know, I know for me, um, I was kind of the same way I was when I was a kid, I was really much really a lot into comics. Um, And then as I got older, I kind of with like you, I kind of, you know, got a little bit more interested. And I just kind of fell out of comics and just kind of started naturally uh, going toward novels. Um, And I I also I read quite a few novels. Um, I think the last couple of years I've read a lot. Um, and I've, I've just recently kind of started going back into comics. I'm, so I'm super far behind on all of the, the big two stuff, but I like to try to keep up more on the indie stuff and more of the, the, the non, the non big two titles. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think as you get older, it's harder to find, um, stories that surprise you. For sure. Uh, Especially in stories that are geared towards a younger audience who isn't necessarily jaded by like the repetition of stories and the the hero's journey that is constantly retold and i think as you get older you kind of you're kind of expecting something new and you look towards other things to fill that void yeah and then you know you've also got the times where you know you get really you know you get hooked on a story and then for whatever reason the story gets canceled or they're not able to finish it and so you kind of just get left so you're not able to really get the whole story you're just only getting a piece of it so yeah, definitely can understand that. Um, so I saw on your website that you spent time working at DreamWorks and Pixar. Yeah, I, I interned at Pixar, but I worked at DreamWorks. Oh, okay. How how was that? Um, I think I think um, it was okay. Uh, it wasn't for me. Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Did did any of that work experience um did it help influence your your comics at all? Did it help like um build like on storytelling or anything like that uh it definitely gave me insight into the process of telling really big stories um Mm -hmm. which did help me in a way um but it also showed me uh a more cynical side of it which is that a lot of things that are good for story are often sidelined for Mm. things in business Right. Um, gotcha. So there's not necessarily a lot of artistic freedom uh, when your paycheck exceptionally depends on it, when your company needs to make money. Right. Um, and so for me, it was just, I just felt kind of, um, I, I wasn't, I didn't feel like it was where I was supposed to be, that I was supposed to be part of um, this money making type of business it's not really what i was motivated by i really just wanted to be part of good stories um gotcha. so i i went into it for myself because it, it just made me more comfortable with the work i do even though you know i don't make that much money but it doesn't really matter at this point yeah i mean sometimes you have to take a chance on yourself because if you don't bet on yourself you know who else is going to 
Yes, exactly. Awesome. All right. Well, um, so we're here to talk about Ava's demon, Ava's demon book one. Um, I just finished reading it last night and it was fantastic. It's a very, it's a very, it, it was very good. It's a very deep emotional story. Um, what, what was your inspiration for Ava's demon? Ava's demon. Um, well, um, I'm going to, I'm going to do something bold today. Oh, I think. Okay. So making it, um, it was what I was talking about before where, um, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to make a story that kind of peered into, peered deep into all of the characters' minds instead of just typecasting them as like the side character, you know, they all are kind of the hero of their own story. Yeah. Um, but uh, recently, I realized that it was like a disguised uh, cry for help um, because I didn't realize um, I was growing up with a very mentally ill parent, uh, a very mentally ill parent, um, and that um, like my life was not normal, and I couldn't articulate it because I didn't necessarily understand how not normal it was to feel the way I felt with um, a lack of support. Right. Um, And so I think this comic, um, this comic was like from my subconscious essentially. And I'm realizing that now, like, like 12 years down the line, you know, um, I realized why I carried this kind of story that I wanted to tell with me for so long. Um, So, yeah. So I think I, I really uh, wanted to write a story about the depth of other characters because I felt like that was something that my mentally ill parent was missing, uh, was to not understand that other people uh, have empathy and emotions and like places in their own mind, you know, are their own person. And so, um, yeah, so that's, that's really what it is. Um, and I actually felt like a fraud for the longest time because I felt like I wasn't saying something that even I completely understood, but now I understand it. Um, I understand where it's coming from now. I hope that makes sense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you said your initial inspiration to getting the comics was for as, as a kind of an escape. And, you know, you can definitely tell that there's there's a lot of there's a lot of feelings in this comic. Um, and I really did like how you know, when you read most stories, you've got pretty quick, you can pick up on the, you know, one or two characters or the main character and the rest are kind of just there to help tell the story of the one or two characters. But with Ava's demon, you can really tell that, you know, every single person is the main character in this story. There's not, there's not one person that this is really about. Um, And I really like that because I know with my own personal writing, you know, it's, it's hard to pick, you know, cause you, you love all the, when you're creating characters, you love all these characters so much. You can't just decide, you know, this is going to be the, it's hard to decide which is going to be the main one because really, you know, you've got all these big ideas for all these other characters. So, so I, I definitely can relate with that. And I'm, I'm glad to see that there are more writers out there who are, who are kind of have that same mentality and that same mindset. Yeah, I'm, I, I do. Yes, I agree. I agree. And I appreciate uh that you appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you've been doing the comics since 2012, and that's that's incredible. You don't really see that a lot. Um, there's not a lot of comics 
I mean, I haven't read a lot of web comics, but some of the ones that I have read, they haven't, you know, lasted nearly as long. So that's that's kudos to you for being able to draw your story out. Um, what made you decide to start doing comics online? Um, it made me happy. Uh, it made me happy to just be able to create things. Um, and I didn't feel like I got that out of my job. Um, I felt like, you know, um, I actually feel like I had gone into something not, not to make myself happy, but to make my parent happy. Sure. Um, and so to make myself happy, I started this comic, um, because it was, it was like going back to uh, a time when I was 13 and I felt like I could do anything, you mm-hmm. know, um, before, you know, I kind of was commandeered and, um, you know, pushed into a, an area of life that I didn't want to be in. Um, and so I guess in a way, starting the comic was just another way of, of coping. And I'm very lucky that other people saw something in it. I will say I really feel like it's it's luck of the time of being able to put something online during a time when the internet was kind of like a brand new economy that made up for um, the flaws of the real world for a lot of people. Um, and I'm I th- I'm really lucky that it took off because um, I didn't plan for it to be anything but like a hobby to help me cope. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of cool because, um, you know, back then is kind of when web comics were just becoming a thing and they were fairly new. So that's that's really cool that you were able to get in there and, and find your audience and kind of just keep it going from there. Um, so Ava's Demon Book One, um, is it just a, uh, I'm guessing it's going back and collecting the web comic. I'm, 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 what am I trying to say? How much how much of the web comic are we seeing in book one? Uh, it's it's actually much more than the very first book that I published. Um, okay. I'd say, I'd say it's about a thousand something panels, maybe. Um, it's definitely like the first half, and then the next book is the next half, and uh, then I I actually have to create the third book. Then. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So so for um, if you were wanting to catch up, so if we anyone who was reading book one, um, it it leaves on a pretty pretty good cliffhanger. And I'm definitely going to go back and read the webcomic now because I need to know what happens. Um, so with what you have online right now, that'll that'll essentially make up the first two books. And then for book three, that's what you haven't quite released yet? Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Um, how many books are you, are you hoping this plans out to be? Do you have like a, is this like a short term? I mean, I'm, clearly it's not a short term. You've been doing this for 11 years. Um, how... How many books do you see the, the whole Ava's Demon story pan out to be? Well, I would like it to be four. I would okay. like it to be four books. I have the whole story. I'm not I'm not flying by the seat of my pants. I'm not Gotcha. You know, I have a I have a plan. Um how well that plan will work out as as two more books, I don't know. Um, but I'm just gonna keep making it. But you definitely have like an like an end. Yeah. You yes, have, have what the end. end of the story is going to be. Okay. Yeah. I planned that a while ago because um, <laughs> I feel, because I don't think I would have started it if I didn't have an ending. I feel like um, I'm kind of a stickler about stories in this way. Um, yeah. I know a lot of people are kind of taught to just see where it takes you, but I feel like yeah. if you don't have a conclusion or a point or an idea that you want to communicate clearly through what you're writing, 
then it doesn't feel like you're saying anything. But that's just my my opinion. That's just what I hold myself to. Sure. Um, so yeah. So I definitely have like an ending planned. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's a good way to go because you know you don't know if you're going to get to tell that end of the story. So it's good yeah. to have something in mind so you know where you're going. If you just go by the seat of your pants, and I'll admit, as a writer myself, I I do do that quite a bit. I kind of just go, you know, off the cuff. Um, yeah, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. There's oh, a, yeah, sure. I, I totally get it. I totally get it because yeah. like, cause as I'm writing this story, a lot of things do change over time. Yeah. But I think it's good to have like, I think it's good to be like, well, I want to get to that mountain peak. But if I end up, you know, on this beautiful hill instead, it's mm-hmm. it's still just as good. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, sometimes, you know, as you're writing it out, you know, you have it in, in mind. You want it to go one way. But, you know, sometimes... And not a lot of people understand this, but sometimes the story takes you in a different direction just organically. Yes. It's like, you know, I wasn't initially planning to go there, but yeah, let's go there and see what happens. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so how how did the meeting with Skybound come to pass? Like how how did that all kind of come to fruition? Oh man, I'm so lucky that they saw something <laughs> in my work. I really am. Like, um, I had actually pitched it to mm-hmm. a lot of publishers. Um Okay. And I think I think because the publishing world is not the internet world, a lot of them just didn't understand what they were looking at sure. um, when I sent it to them. So I'm really lucky that there are people at Skybound that like know the internet. Um, and so sure. they contacted me. And oh, was, wow. Okay. I was like, oh, great. Yes. Thank you. This is awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um. So we've kind of talked about, you know, your plan to do you're hoping to do at least four books. Do you have, what do you have coming in the future um, that you can talk about? Or do you have any, in addition to Ava's Demon, do you have any other projects that you're working on that you can talk about? Um, uh, so the future, I basically just want to use each book um, to talk about each character. Um, it might take more books than that, but I think they sure. really, they really want me to keep it at four, but I'll try, you know, I'm, I, I just want to tell the stories of each character. Sure. So each character gets their own kind of book, essentially. Um, mm-hmm. And then as far as other projects go, um, I think about things a lot that I'd like to do, but they're kind of just in passing. And um, I'll like I'll write them down uh, like in a in a document and just kind of leave it there and come back to it and look at it and see how I feel. But um, it's kind of hard to think about other things when you're really focused on making the one thing that you're uh, making currently when you're focused on making it as good as you possibly can. Sure. All right. Well, uh, what's some advice you'd give to other want to be creatives or people who um, have ideas that they're just too afraid to initiate? What's some advice that you would give? Um, Personally, my advice is for me, um, I always think about that. I always go back to thinking about the times in my life where I felt really good about myself and why I felt that way and what I consumed that made me feel even better. And I feel like a lot of people will lose sight of that when it comes down to finally making their own content. I think they think a lot about what other people want and not necessarily about what they wanted to see you know, in their happiest moments, what they wanted to consume. Um, So like, uh, I think they should stay true to themselves. They should not forget what they liked as a kid 
because even though people might criticize it now, uh, it's still it still made you happy as a kid. Like, for example, like Naruto, a lot of people will make fun of Naruto. But when it comes down to it, when you read it as as the the kid who is the same age as Naruto, you really relate. You deeply relate to everything in that story. Um, and that's really what it's all about, you know, is um, showing genuine feelings and understanding that what you like is okay and that you can make it without worrying about what other people think. Um, and the people who do like it will will really like it, right, in the same way sure. that you did. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, just, just hold on to that um, that feeling that you had when you first, like, loved reading comics or loved reading books. Yeah. No, that's great advice. I know that there's a lot of stuff that I used to be interested in as a kid that I kind of gave up on because I thought, you know, the typical, oh, I'm too old for that. You know, I, I don't need to worry about, you know, being into that anymore that I've now decided, you know what, like sometimes, you know, being a grown up sucks and, you know, there's yeah. stuff out in the world that's just awful. And so why not embrace that stuff that you like, exactly. you know, and, you know, if you grew up liking a certain show or, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge kid. I mean, I've got Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles and comic book stuff all over my, my office right now. And, you know, people, you know, I don't even care what people think because, you know, it's stuff that makes me happy. And if, if you don't like it, then that's okay. It's not for you. And sure, I'm almost 40 years old and I have a bunch of kids toys, but, you know, it makes me happy. And, you know, you don't get it. You don't get to find that much as an adult like you did as a kid. So, you know, you shouldn't really take what other people's opinions are as more than, you know, just their opinion and don't let it bother you. So that's that's really good advice. Exactly. Yes. All right. So we've talked a lot about Ava's Demon, you know, in case there are people who haven't read it yet. What is something you'd like to say about Ava's Demon to let people who haven't read it know what it's about? Um. Well, um, writing it, I... Um, I always had um, like a uh, a fantasy as as a teenager or as a kid of just leaving Earth, right? Just sure. like like surely, surely there's something out there in the universe that will not let me down, right? Like, um, and that's where the entire story is kind of based is in this idea is that there's a whole universe out there and you're a part of it and um, so it's about, it's about a girl based in reality who is possessed by an alien ghost, someone from far away who has, you know, an entirely different life and, um, and it's scary and it's, it's vast, but, um, a huge adventure happens for her because of it. And that's the kind of story that I feel it is overall is escaping escaping reality um so if you like aliens um if you like magic if you like um uh, superpowers fire um chaos <laughs> um, <laughs> then this might be for you <laughs> perhaps yeah for sure i mean on top of the the incredible writing the the art is is fantastic it's the it's beautiful so definitely you guys should definitely check it out when you have a chance okay. all right michelle you're welcome um now is the time where you get to get to plug yourself. Where can we find you? Where can we keep up to date on on all things Ava's Demon? Um, so you can actually just go to avasdemon.com. 
and then all of my socials will be there linked in the news section. Um, you can also find me at avisdemon on Twitter. Um, and that's mostly where I leave all of my announcements. Um, but yeah, um, that's about it, I think. Just the website. Cool. All right, well. Um, this episode, uh, was sponsored by our new friends, Dubby energy drink. It's formulated to give you focus and energy with no jitters or crash. The website is Dubby, D-U-B-B-Y dot G-G. And if you use the code geek network, you get 10% off. You can find all sorts of nerdy, amazing news at geek network.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at geeks, A-Z and geek network on Facebook. I'm CD is weird on Instagram. The music for this is by my friends at Polygon Horizon. You can check them out on Bandcamp. They're incredible, so you should check, definitely check them out. Um, the logos are done by Chris Chandler. Uh, he's at, at Chandler Doma on Instagram and Twitter. And the logo with my face is done by my friend Mike Belcher. He's at, at Mike W. Belcher 1 on Twitter and at Mike W. underscore Belcher on Instagram. And if you guys like the show, please rate and review and definitely tell your friends. Word of mouth is our friend. And remember, kids, to embrace the things that fuel your weird and always geek responsibly. Michelle, thanks so much for, ha- for coming on the show today. Yeah.